Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. That sound means it's another episode of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm Nick. With me, as always, is TJ. And uh, you know what? I'm not even going to play it because it's been that way for a little bit. It's true. But uh, Listen, it's really sad what happened to Rook. Uh, he was arrested crossing the border. We actually have no contact with him. They sent him to Guantanamo Bay. Hey. But he seems to be having fun. We saw some pictures. He's part of a pyramid. All this time, I thought he was... Did Brooke have sack over his head? Really, his nickname's been Coyote this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, you find things out about people that you didn't know. Yeah, messed up. Last yeah, of the yeah, Mexicans. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he tried to make so. it over, and uh, unfortunately... Denied! So, uh... It's true. His paperwork wasn't, you know... <laughs> but he know how to, he knew how to throw a party, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of a lot of strange characters always floating around his house. Crazy tattoos, yeah. limbs missing, you know. <laughs> Jersey stuff. It's wild. It's wild to find out that, you know, he was You're a phony. Big fat phony, you know. <laughs> yeah, the lawyer was this his code name. That's true, yeah. And uh, you know what, though? <laughs> he will be missed. I will remember you. <laughs> now he's dead. <laughs> Took a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm sitting here drinking this, uh, and this is not a plug at all, because I'm about to badmouth this. This Hawk City Ale from, uh, what's that fucking brewery called? I don't know. You tell me. It should be on the can. Don't want to stand down. Flagship. flagship. Yeah. No good. I'm not a fan of flagship in general. All their beers taste the same. Just not a fan. Uh, I like some of their uh, like seasonal brews. I like their darker beers. Their you know coffee stouts and stuff like that. Um, 
I happen to like anything that they make, uh, usually like the fruited IPAs, you know, the the hazy IPAs or anything sour right up my alley. But yeah, I I, I got to give a plug to uh, we're throwing up the Staten Island breweries. I, I really like Killsborough Brewery. I like what they got to offer. Their beers are ridiculous. And they always have, uh, like, they always come out with something crazy. It, it, it's amazing. They're always mixing it up. So definitely check you know them out, Nick. Is? What? Do you know what a kill is? Isn't it like a small, like, waterway? Yeah. It's a friggin' stream. Huh. It is a stream. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Unlike the stream that they found Brooke floating in. <clears throat> <laughs> the Rio Grande claimed another one. <laughs> I gotta get that. I, I mean, he didn't even get to see number sixty-two. I mean, what a what a. I gotta get the ricochet thing going on. So, oh, oh, oh almost got another one there. <laughs> you get closer every time. Every time, but Dude, there, uh, there is. I mean, speaking about ricochets and jokes. There is nothing better, and obviously it's before our, uh, you know, before we were born. But whatever that speech was, I, I believe it was one of the RNC things that Reagan did. A balloon popped in the background, and like without skipping a beat, he just looked at the camera and went, "Miss me." <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's you know that's always a good time, isn't that right, Mister Scream? all right all right so a big week of sports just passed us by i'm i'm buddy it's it's so tempting every week to talk about like what do we call it when something happens recent recent recency bias right i it's so tempting to go with what exactly happened five minutes ago as opposed to starting from the beginning but i am going to resist and i'm going to start from the beginning do it and the beginning is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at Raceway Park. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, nobody goes to Raceway Park. Raceway Park. I don't uh, even know Sunday, if it exists anymore. I don't think it does. But point being is a Sunday, obviously, NFL football. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I mean, a lot of games happened. Uh, some some would call it an upset uh, but uh, my and TJ's New York Jets. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get into any of that real quick, we got word from uh, Coach Mike Westhoff. And uh, unfortunately, really? obviously, he received some property damage down there. He he does live in Fort Myers, and he did receive some property damage. But uh, Coach and his um, assistant, Denise, they are, are alive and well, and that's always great to hear. And I'm glad to hear it. I was glad to hear from them. Um you know, and the New England Patriots are at home for week five. Oh, wait, I just found something just now. The New England Patriots. Uh oh, what happened? Yeah, that was just weird. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the uh, you know, coach is doing well, and that's good too. So, um, but we'll get into week four, which just passed us. Um, do you see any things that really surprised you? So uh, it's funny when we were doing our picks, me, Rook, and Matt. Uh, we were doing our picks for the week. I actually. He picked against the and it it almost was like a um I was building myself up for the letdown. You know, Zach Wilson's first game back. I figured he'd have a little bit of, you know, rust to break off. And you didn't see any of it, dude. He stepped right in. He moved with the pocket, which you didn't get from Flacco. I mean, as the pocket collapsed, he was rolling out. He did exactly what you'd expect a nimble quarterback, a young quarterback to do. 
and see the play develop. And when the play breaks, just go with the flow, move with the pocket as the pocket's breaking. In one way, you move out, roll out. Uh, finally, we have a quarterback that can uh, achieve first downs on third down plays. Uh, was always It's always nice to see, uh, you know, a, a team able to execute three and four down sets. Because with Flacco, it was the first or second down or nothing, unfortunately. And I, I was very happy to see him back. I was happy that my pick fell through. I thought it was a great game, dude. I, I saw a lot from him that I, I liked a lot. I think he's – I it, it's listen, it's one game. I think he's – that progression is, is – it, it kept going from last year. Towards the end of the season, we saw a lot of stuff that we like to see. He stopped, uh, you know, throwing as many interceptions – he stopped, you know, with uh, he, he, he was it was very tough for him to, you know, connect people on the run and on the fly. It seemed that his receivers had to kind of stop and wait for the ball or uh, almost like a lot of back shoulder throws on crossing routes. But he seemed, you know, very much in time with his throws this week. And to to beat the Steelers in, in yeah, I mean, it's not something the Jets are known to do. So I, I, I loved it. Yeah, what was it? Twice, twice so far, and the second win in the history of the NFL that the Jets have had in Pennsylvania. Not, not just in Pittsburgh, but in the state of Pennsylvania. The New York Jets have only won twice, and I got to see one of them. Feels pretty good. I mean, it's nice. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the other one was within the last twenty years. I'm pretty sure I saw the, the the first one too. But it's been a long time coming. And usually, when Steelers fans they they travel in hordes to MetLife. Uh, I've I've been to you know Jet Steelers at MetLife and and it's it's embarrassing. They travel. It's bar- it's, it's honestly embarrassing. Um, the thing that we traveled I- well this week, I think I did. Dude, they, Jets Nation was there. They were they were rowdy. They were all into it. So yeah, I um he cleaned up in the fourth quarter a lot, and a lot of people will point to his uh his completion percentage and say, oh well, his completion percentage sucked. Well, his line had him running at for his life every single. Yeah, he put a pressure a lot. Um, I think when AVT moved over to left tackle, it, it tightened up quite a bit. But uh, he only got sacked one time. I was shocked. Yeah, I felt like he almost got sacked at least five times. It it's funny too because you know we've been talking about this all season and last season. It's funny how you know sports media likes to pick and choose what they want to harp on. And if you're going to talk about completion percentage, just throw up Justin Fields stats and everybody loves him. Everybody's in love with the guy. And then completion stats and his yards gained. And it's like, this, this guy's good. He is. Oh, okay. Fields, you realize that Cooper cup has more com- receptions than Justin Fields has completions. It's insane. I think, I think Cooper cup has like 40 catches or something. And Justin Fields only has 32 completions to this point. Uh, and that's in four games played Zach Wilson by comparison has 18 completions in one game. Now, granted, Zach Wilson didn't play a great game. I, by any stretch, I don't think he played a great game. I think they won because of him, though. I think he played a great game. Listen, the numbers might not be there, but I think he played a great game because they got the win. They did what they needed to do. He moved the ball down the field. I mean, they took the opportunities that they needed to take, and they scored more points. What else do you want? I We could sit here and play Monday morning quarterback and pick apart the things that he didn't do well, but he – Played well enough to win the game, and yeah, the Steelers yeah. are no easy task to to you know roll into Steel Town and win. So, I, I, dude, I'll take it. the The one thing that I did notice about the game, uh, the first interception that he threw, 
um, it wasn't a mental, it wasn't a brain fart. That that's the scary stuff. When somebody has an interception and you're just looking at it and you're going, that's a brain fart. You didn't see that guy there. You didn't play the, the game the right way. You messed it mm-hmm. up, blah, 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 whatever. Um, that that's that's one thing. Um he did, he just overthrew it. That's it. Yeah. I, you can deal with mechanical mistakes, you know, like especially when you miss the first three weeks of the, the season. Yeah, I mean, not only that, and and preseason too. I mean, so I, I could deal with hey, I overthrew the guy, not because I didn't I, it slipped out of my hand, or you know, I, I let it too much zip. You could deal with yeah. that shit. It's when he didn't yeah. see the guy. That's when you're like, Oh, okay, you're just not reading the defense. Right, and, right. And I, and I felt like the broadcast was trying to say, oh, he doesn't see him there. I'm like, oh, he totally saw him there. He missed his his hole. That's yeah. all. I, I mean, if if a pitcher can do it from 60 feet, six inches with a ball that's only nine inches in diameter, or excuse me, in, in uh, circumference, I'm fairly certain that missing a football by three feet on a 40-yard pass is forgivable. You know, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. You want him to be perfect every pass. It's just not going to happen sometimes. Sometimes you overthrow the guy, not because you didn't see the safety over his head, but simply because you overthrew him, and that's it. Like, it slipped out of your hand. You put a little extra mustard on there. You didn't need it. Hold the relish, you know? Dude, it's- again, it's it's the things that the sports media wants to pick apart. I I have yet to hear them tear, you know, Trevor Lawrence a new asshole, and the guy deserves it. The guy deserves yeah. it on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, number one pick, you know, the second coming of John Elway, apparently, and – it's just you don't see it. You do not see them pick apart his game. You do not see them start to stack up the, hey, is he the guy or is he a bust? It's just not said ever. It's always all, oh, well, look at the team around him, you know, X, Y, and Z. Dude, look at the team that had Zach Wilson had around him last year. I, I just want to point out Trevor Lawrence is uh, against the Eagles, 11 for 23, 174 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. I, I Am I supposed to be impressed by that? No, I know. I'm right home about. I mean, that's 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 not good. That's that's some. That's do you expect that from Zach Wilson? Shit, you know. No, I'm with you, dude. I, and, I'm with you. And you're right. They're not giving any hate toward Trevor Lawrence at all. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, again, he plays in a small market. They're not expecting to win anything ever, like in the history of mankind. Like I don't understand how they're still a football team. Their division sucks, so anybody could win it over there. Um. But, I mean, the Eagles beat them 29-21. Honestly, it was closer than it should have been. I don't know why the Eagles only won by eight in, against against a performance like that when you have their starting quarterback putting up 11 for 23, 174 yards. It's like, dude, like what, what was going on there? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. honestly, take take a look at those numbers for that entire game. 174 yards in the air. What? Uh, 70 yards on the ground, maybe, and they're still in the game. And if you're looking at it that way, then you got to throw it up to the to actually. I, I don't know why that's so close, dude. Jalen Hurts, 16 for 25, 204. Uh, yeah. Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 yards on the ground by himself, not to include the 40 yards by Hurts and another 20 by Gainwell and Sermon. Like, that's a lot of groundwork right there. So, I guess maybe that's why they didn't put numbers up on the ground, the Eagles, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because they ran the ball a lot. Good for them. Control the clock. You win the game. That that's winning football. Yep. And and maybe that's why the Eagles aren't first place right now. I think they're four and zero. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blue culinary. And listen, the Jags had control of that game early, so. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, uh, but uh, any others? I mean, the Jets played well. I was really happy with. Listen, they paid, They played well enough to have to have the Steelers bring in Kenny Pickett. I mean, that's true. making that halftime move. Uh, I think it surprised everybody. I mean, I, I know the Steelers fans were happy. But, again, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you want to chant for this guy and bring him in. Is he a savior? Is, is he the guy? I guess we're going to have to find out. But it, it's funny how these things are going to happen, and it's almost like, uh, again, I want to say it, the 49ers. It's like the reverse of the 49ers because if Trey Lance was healthy and out there playing, I feel like the, the 49er fans would be chanting for Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, a little I, bit. I, I think it's a way. gift that he got hurt. I, I honestly do. You're paying, paying Garoppolo to sit the bench all that money, and you know the guy can perform. So I um I I I saw a lot of big play from the safeties on on uh on Sunday from the Jets and they were concerned the previous week. We'll see how they do this week. I I am not sold on on Joiner and and Whitehead just yet. Um we need to be more disciplined overall. Um that that personal foul from Carl Lawson. I know you were ticked off about that. No. Nope. Um and, and honestly that may have been the game. It, you know, you're you're a couple of plays away from that being the difference in the game and them winning because of that, you know, that three points. Could have been. Yeah. Um yep. then then of course, uh Sauce Gardner's just every time I see Sauce Gardner, I think of the draft and Robert Sala calling him up and just being like, Sauce on the phone. <laughs> and because that's how I feel every time I see Sauce Gardner do something crazy. Yep. Michael Carter the second with an interception, Brees mm-hmm. Hall with a with a touchdown. Um, Corey, the beast. Davis. Corey Davis, welcome, welcome to 2022. Corey Davis, you were sleeping. We caught you sleeping the first three games. You had us in the first half. Not gonna lie, but uh, you really came through for us. Damn, player of the game. I'll give him player of the game right now. You know, um, AVT moving from right guard to left tackle in the middle of a game. Did did you happen to catch anything about about that by any chance? No. So they asked him, like, hey, have you had any reps in practice at, at tackle? And he goes, he goes, I have, but not, like, I wasn't not part of the team. Like, I just stayed after practice and did reps at left tackle just in case. But, like, the coach never, Look stopped. Him. The coach never stopped and said, like, yeah, we're going to do it like this now. Um, hey, dude, more props to him, you know? Yeah, Hungry kid. Yeah. Hungry so, kid so, wanting it, to learn. Yeah. AVT, I'll give him. He's player of the game. Number, if I could do one A and one B, it'd be it'd be AVT and Corey Davis. And 
And then number two would be Quinn and Williams. He had a hell of a game, a real hell of a game. I love what I'm seeing from Jermaine Johnson. Did you happen to catch that like three of the top 10 rookies in the NFL right now from last year's draft are all Jets? Yeah, no, it's awesome, dude. They are the three that we drafted in the first round, but not every first round pick is a, is a top 10. No, pick. not at all. And, and sauce Gardner is number one overall. Yeah. I want to say um, number 10 was Brees Hall. And I think Garrett Wilson was five. Dude, it's good drafting and filling the holes that we needed to fill. So somebody said, change the uniforms and take that picture they had with Darnold and all those guys do a new one with new uniforms with the, with our new cast of, of uh of characters there you go but uh jets good for them a clap it up for yep. the jets golf clap for the jets good game for the jets um talk about the new york football giants as they are known um some some concerning things a little injury bug hitting the quarterbacks for the new york giants yeah and uh i i believe that who they bring in this week they brought in a new quarterback this week for a tryout because um, basically they, they had an injury uh, to, to everybody. And uh, I believe Jones got injured. Um, Jones got injured, stepped out of the game. They bring in uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor and he, he proceeds uh, to get injured as well. And they had to put Jones back out there who'd already been injured. So um, Daniel Jones is making progress toward, toward, you know, coming back. But um yeah, that's that's concerning for sure. Definitely concerning. But they the, the they do beat the Bears uh 20 to 12. Um speaking of the Bears, Justin yeah. Field 11 for 22, 174, oddly similar to uh Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um except that Justin Fields didn't throw two touchdowns. Also didn't have any turnovers. I give him credit where credit is due. Um he did also rush for 52 yards. I'm sure that's out of a scramble because his offensive line is trash. Yeah. Uh, Darnell Mooney with a big game, four receptions, 94 yards on five t- on five targets. Um, but uh, Daniel Jones, eight for 13, 71 yards. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. I was watching the Jets game. That's not Same here. That's not lighting it up. But Saquon Barkley, 31 carries, 146 yards. Yeah. And Daniel Jones did run for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Which is great. Uh, fun fact from Sunday, job, Zach Wilson was the first Jets quarterback to receive a touchdown in the history of the New York Jets. Wow, is it true? That is true. Um, wow. He, he also, uh, in, since, since both of their time in New York started at the same time, um, he has the same amount of touchdowns as Kenny Galladay. Oh, excuse me. He has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay. <laughs> that's, that's, that was, I, it's if fantastic. you're a science fan, it's not a dig. I'm just pointing out a statement of fact. Yeah. It was not. Numbers a don't lie. I don't relish in the loss of the Giants, uh, just douchebag giant fans. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Kenny Galladay is trash. Absolutely garbage. And he's stealing money. If he had any type of, fortitude in him whatsoever he'd give some money back for being such he a should at least stay after you know the games and help clean up or something yes earn a, earn a paycheck for christ's sake um but the giants beat the bears 20 to 12 and uh i mean they, they they're they're staying at the top of their division which is good for them man it keeps them in that in that yeah. in the good column in the good they're three and one right now which is great um we'll see how yeah. 
things shake out this week with them. Any other surprises that you saw this week? How about this kid, uh, Cooper Rush? Three, three and zero as a starter. It's pretty damn good, huh? And we, know, and we know about your feelings about Dak. So talk to me about that, dude. It's it's funny. Um, is it is it right man right spot? You know, like next man up. Got his ability to touch the ball. Is it that he just has better eyes and a better read of the field and is able to do what needs to get done to move the ball and move the chains? It's he, <laughs> he's a lot more competent under center than Dak has looked. I want to say his entire career, and it's I, I it's surprising. It's surprising that they they're three zero. Uh, you know, without Dak, it's very surprising. But uh, that's the thing: is it more of is it more of a dig, or is it more of uh, hey, look at this kid; he's a stud, apparently. Yeah, great, great question. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out. And you know, Jerry Jones said it uh, earlier earlier this season, you know, I hope we have a quarterback controversy when Dak is healthy because that means that we're playing good football. I mean, it's a great perspective to have, but you really do. Really they don't really want that. The front office doesn't want that. They they don't. Come on. They don't want that. The, the people who are spending the dollars and cents do not at all. I mean, in a perfect world, what he really means to say is I wish freaking Dak would earn every cent that we've given him so far and play like this new guy's playing because – Nobody wants a quarterback controversy. Yeah. Um, but also, I think uh, uh, I was going to say the only other game was, uh, dude, the Ravens. I thought the Bills managed to get back in and uh, and win that game. But, dude, the Ravens gave them a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's the, 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 the Ravens are ready to roll. Bills, since the season has started, you know, it seemed before the season started, the Bills would go undefeated. The Bills are looking real human. The last two weeks. Oh yeah, looking real human. Sorry, sorry, Brian. You're looking real human. Um. By the way, if the Jets beat the Dolphins on Sunday, the Jets are in first, and the Bills lose, the Jets are on first place. Dude, I mean, it, it's not an easy task, but uh, I don't think you're gonna see Tua at all. So, oh, I, I honestly, dude, like, I would hope to not see him. A lot of giant. There's a lot of Dolphins fans talking about how well, if the doctor clears him. You know, I I just don't feel like. Why would you do that? To the point where I don't trust anybody anymore. Right. Especially after they let him play on Thursday. But the problem is that hit on Thursday that sent him to the hospital wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't vicious. It wasn't like. Him hitting his head on Sunday. Chattering like. Yeah. It's just. You so got to worry about have, that kid long term. The question I have is everybody knows that once you have a concussion, you are prone to concussions for the rest of your life. Yeah. So right now he's a week and change removed from, well, well, today he's less than a week. Tomorrow he'll be a week removed. And by Sunday, he'll be a week and a half removed from this concussion. I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how long it takes for you to, to fully. I've had a few concussions in my life, but I wasn't trying to play professional football. I don't think it's a week. It's, you know what? I just think about Clint Frazier and when he got that concussion and how yeah. long it affected him. And he was going out there playing, and baseball's not a contact sport. But he was no, going but, out there 
playing and he was still affected by it and he's not playing well and we're, it's you know, not a contact sport goal. running running does jostle the brain around a little bit and not for nothing uh concussions definitely affect your vision big time i mean what are your eyes connected to it's essentially just you know a tv screen for your brain so my, my concern the connection you can get is- to your brain if, it, if it's affecting you doing normal function type deal, right, just, you know, concentrating and focusing, what happens when somebody cracks you in the head by accident playing football? You know, like, yeah. the player doesn't sit there. The player sits there. He's been taught his whole life to lie. Oh, yeah. In- Don't say you're injured, right? How many fingers do I have up? Uh, Quick, somebody tell me how many fingers he's got up. You know, so. Well, it's not even that. It's it's the heroics come from the guy who stays in the game and leads their team to victory, right? It's it's Iron, one of those. I guess the bane, of, it's the bane of our gender is, you know, heroics and try to be a man, you know, yeah. try, try to get in there and get dirty and rub some dirt on it. And yeah. don't say you're hurt. Don't cry. If you're hurting on the inside, don't talk to anybody. Just bury it down deep and then take it out on a wall or somebody that cut you off in traffic. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I, I do. I, listen, it's simple. A brain injury is not something again, not a doctor. What the hell do I know? But a brain injury is not something that you can uh, heal up from and get back in there. Think about, it, dude, when you stub your toe, it hurts for like fucking three weeks. When you pull a muscle in the gym, dude, I, I, I wrenched my back last week doing deadlifts and it's still hurting me for like three days. Every morning when I got up to go to work, I was just like, oh, come on. What the fuck? You know what I mean? In bad shape. That's a back muscle. That's a st- stupid little muscle. You know, you know, what's so funny is if, if you did pull a hamstring, They'd hold you out for three weeks until that hamstring. I don't think they're paying enough attention to what controls your hamstring and tells it to move. It's your, it's your brain. Your brain controls all function in your body. So, yeah. like, we we give a lot of care and uh, and attention to, you know, extremities and ligaments and joints and muscles and bones. But the thing that helps though all of those things actually function and grow, right, we ignore it. We, we yep. absolutely ignore it. I mean, honestly, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'll, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not afraid of Tua as a player. I really am not. And maybe that's, you know, cause I'm a hater or whatever. Job. It's not say. that you need to be afraid of it. He, he's competent and he's able to do what he needs to do to, to win. Not, he, I think, I think even if he was playing at full health, the Jets still win on Sunday. They're rolling right now. They're, they're feeling themselves a little bit. They got their young guy back. They're feeling themselves a little bit. They're out there top two corners anyway. You know, like I'm not worried about Tua playing, but I am worried about Tua playing as a person. Like, no, I, yeah, I, I don't want to watch the game and see the guy die on the field. I really um, don't. Like, that's right, just not. I, I want to see. As far as the game goes, I, I, I would, I'm more, more concerned about the Jets' O line and giving Wilson enough time to do what he needs to do and complete some passes. I think that's I the that's gonna be the difference in the game. But as far as Tua goes, like on a personal level, and I don't know the guy from you know a hole in the wall, but. I don't want to see him come back in, not because I'm afraid he's going to kick our ass. I'm afraid he's going to fucking football game. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, what's an extra week? Not for nothing. If you if you're stacking up, you know, team versus team, do you really need to? On paper, you should win either way. Who's their backup? Teddy Bridge. Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home... Try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blue culinary. Very capable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean, Bridgewater has a cannon. So I, it's just, I, I would, I honestly feel really bad if they, they push him to go back out there. And I'm sure he's sitting there saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. Get my ass back in there. I want to win. We're all going to say that. Every single one of us. Dude, how many times you've been at the bar and be like, yeah, I'm fine. Give me another beer. It's like, I'm not fine. I, don't give me another beer, please. But, Thank God uh, for wives. My wife, like, nah, he's good. You can go for a I'm water. Talking about other uh, surprises, the Raiders get their first win against the Broncos. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, a high-scoring affair, Lions-Seahawks. Um, I, I saw Dan Orlovsky said, if this Lions team had a bad defense, they'd be 4-0 right now. Because <laughs> apparently their defense is worse than bad. It's it's unwatchable. It is it is peewee football, Pop Warner football bad. Um so the Seahawks win 48-45, and now everybody's on the Geno train. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you saw what happened after his first win. The Dude, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, and that's the type of player he is. We watched him with the Jets. He's he's an athlete. He is an athlete. I will not take that away from him, but yeah. he's not consistent, and what you need is consistency. So yeah. I, I'm not ready to jump on the Geno train yet because – that thing can get derailed at any moment. So, yep the uh, the Browns lose to the Falcons. I was very surprised by that. And uh, the Sunday no, night not me. I think the Falcons. The Falcons have the propensity to put up numbers. They do. They have the propensity to score. So their quarterback is still Marcus Mariota. Um, I understand that, but they have the ability to score points, and they're going to score points. Uh, the Sunday night affair. Um, Tom Brady who's cheating on his wife with football, um, <laughs> lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, yes, they who did. Probably, whose wife has the personality of a football. Um, that's a lie. That's not true. His wife's annoying. Football's not annoying. It's true. But uh, not the football's fault. Chiefs win, uh, improves the three and one. Bucks are two. Listen, Tom Brady's not having a Tom Brady year. Uh, they're scoring a lot of their points by field goal, and that's not going to do it. It's just yeah. not. It's well, not going to happen. He's got distractions, man. I don't blame him. But no, I think, not at all. I think I think everybody who watches football is kind of looking at it like, dude, you could have retired like three years ago, and you probably went out on top. Yeah, could have saved your marriage. You were like, nah, fuck this bitch, and decided to come back to work, and now it's falling apart. And now you want to be upset about it, like, dude, like uh, it's not an easy thing to let go when you're, you know, I mean, the the stud of the last twenty years. I mean, fifteen at least. Take solace in the fact that you won, what, seven Super Bowls, a couple of MVPs, mm-hmm. fucking multi-millionaire. You, 
you were in he, if he would have retired after uh winning with uh Tampa Bay I mean he already he already proved that it's not Bill Belichick it's it's me yeah now it's he could have left on that listen now it's gonna get to the point where Zach fucks his ex-wife and it's gonna be really bad <laughs> I saw that that was pretty funny that was um, dead on the Monday night affair, uh, the Rams put put it to the I got get get it put to them by the Niners. Didn't see yep. that. Did not see that coming. And you know what? Matthew Stafford's looking real human these days. Yeah. Yeah, it uh Oh, there's a problem. There's a problem in Ramstown. They uh I don't know what it is, dude, but they're not they don't seem like an all around confident football. They seem like the team that's going to the Super Bowl. Uh, that everybody you know had him on paper as so who knows they listen it's early in the year sure but the struggles that they've had against the teams that they've had them against it, it really shouldn't be happening i'll i i the thing that got me was uh if i can if i can get it without the nfl suing us this this really is something i saw at that game that blew my mind was the play from from uh, Debo on uh, on the, on this this next play from Debo uh, Samuel after this field goal, obviously. All right. This is incredible. I've 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 seen a lot of things, but damn, if this throw and this wow, well, two. If I was Chris Bermer, I'd be going whoop three. Makes three defenders miss, and he carries that ball like like sixty yards from the catch. His yak on that was about sixty yards, <laughs> and and literally ran the width of the field. Yep, just just amazing, amazing. Just did what he wanted, but oh uh, yeah. But I think that's all for the NFL this week. I agree. Next week coming up, big games across the board. But we've got a special guest. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get our guest on here. And we're back from this awesome break. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Big Tom Doyle. In the house. What up, Papa Dukes? What's up? Good show, Uncle Tom. What's going on? Why does one of your eyebrows look extremely evil? <laughs> because I'm half evil tonight. Rangers <laughs> lost. Rangers lost preseason. Preseason, but they lost. That's all right. You want to lose preseason. I, I, yeah, I'm just upset that they're going to send uh, Oppman down to, I guess, set some more records in the OHL. They already did. Uh, that, yeah, I know. And I'm pretty sure he's he won the first game that he played. In. I know he, he scored. Yeah. So they, they're ready to firm the who's playing for the Thunderbirds or something like that? Firebirds? The Flint Firebirds. So I really hope yeah. drink the water over there. No. I hope he has bottled water. He may be back up soon. I, I think he's the first guy you pull any any forwards get injured, but the hell do I know? I, I, I'm a big proponent in learning as a kid, and I understand he's 19 years old. He's not filled out yet. He's going to put on a little you know, meat on the bones. But there's no better way to learn than to get thrust right into the NHL because 
lighting it up in the OHL is going to do him no justice. NHL, if you're looking for somebody to fill up your players, give TJ Doyle a call. <laughs> Absolutely. We can uh, – listen, if Hoffman needs to bulk out, we can get him on the uh, the Chick-fil-A and steak train. That's not Bacon. Right. What kind of steak are you talking about? Like tube steak smothered in underwear? No, no, no tube steak smothered in underwear. No Fumunda cheese on the side. Absolutely not. Not for the Rangers. I mean, maybe that's uh, – a big Brad Marsh and uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but not here. Not here, folks. And smack. Yeah. Uncle Tom, what jersey you got on? What's up? What jersey you got on tonight? I got the uh, old reliable Kovalov. Oh, nice. Oh, I see Kovalov. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Great Ranger. We trade him away. He becomes a superstar. We get him back, and it's like, oh, hi. What's up, guys? Sorry, I, I, uh, I used all my gas in the tank on the way over. Exactly. My bad. Hey, he had a good uh, Stanley Cup run. He did. Fantastic Stanley Cup run. That's all that mattered. That's it. We got hockey. We got hockey coming up. That's exciting stuff. Who are you most excited for this season? Rangers. I'm, no, no, I mean, I'm, what player? What player? What player? You know what? I, I like Connor McDavid. I think uh, he's going to light the lamp a lot this year. And, uh, you know, they may do it. You know, the Oilers may go this year. They may go – they're going to go a lot farther, I think, than uh, last year. I don't know. You know, know, you said you you like Connor McDavid. You think he's going to light the lamp a lot this year. In other news, Wayne Gretzky was good. (laughs) No. Uh... No, no. But what I'm saying is – he, he's he's going to be more productive, not just goals, you know, assists, and, you know, he, he's just an all-around player now. You know, he comes back on defense. They don't give him a lot of credit for defense, but he comes back. You know, you watch his games. He comes back. You know, listen, Colorado's a team to beat again, but I, I think uh, the Rangers got a good shot. Ice is cold. And water is wet. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, listen, yeah. I'm looking for uh, Lafreniere to – Go to the the next level. I mean, I think we all expect him to go to that next level. We're all waiting for it. Uh, I think he took some some steps forward, a couple steps back this last season. But I'm waiting for Lafreniere to be that guy, to be, you know, to kind of take the throne from Panarin and be the guy that's going to run the offense and generate the scoring. Yeah. Another guy I want to see step up is Kako. Yeah. He got hurt yet last year. But I, I think you know what another another year under his belt. I think the playoffs helped him, and uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, for bigger things for him from him too. I hope whatever happened at the end of that playoff doesn't roll into this year with him. Right, yeah. I, that was tough. I, we still don't know what the hell happened. I still, I still don't know. Unreal. That that's that's a move that's uh, in house. That something happened. Something had to happen for him to sit. Yeah, wow. dude, a, a lot of a lot of uh, late or something. A lot of questionable sits. I mean, sitting Reeves where Reeves too. Exactly. Come on, dude. Like the the writing was on the wall. It was going to be a physical nasty game. Yep. It was getting really chippy and you're going to sit the guy and I would understand if he was a net negative out there. If he was going out there and a minus 4 every night. That was not the case. The Dog. guy was back checking like a beast. They were not scoring on the fourth line. He was doing everything he needed. They were able to possess the puck deep in the offensive zone almost the entire time they were out there on their shifts. 
I mean, and then they sit him as if it's a wasted body. And And it wasn't the case. When you, when, when you, if you ever go back and look at the games, when, when that puck went into the corner and he was coming, they, the, the opposing players shied away because they they, they were going to get slammed. And and that was big. And like, 100% big. It sets the tone. The team at all in the playoffs. Not at all. Yeah, that that one really irked me. I wanted answers for that that we never got. So, yeah, yeah, and it probably won't either. Maybe maybe uh, in a week or two, someone will come up and they'll say something. Well, hockey, I don't think so. When things yeah. happen in the locker room, hockey players actually keep it to themselves. Mostly, yeah. a lot of them don't speak English, so who would they tell anyway? But. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also because you know Canadians are not going to say bad things about each other, eh? Hey. Do they even speak English, Canadians? Canadians speak their version of English. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. So what? Who do we have? We we have uh, opening night. What do we have? The uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. This could be a fun opener. Oh yeah. Set the tone early for the season. I can't wait to start going to games. Yeah. I agree. You see the prices of the uh, tickets? They're they're ridiculous, man. Astronomical. I'm going to start using net ticks more often. I'm just going to sneak in. I used to do that. (laughs) used to do that as a kid. Great times at the garden, baby. The old Madison Square Garden. Saturday against the Islanders, obviously it's preseason. Uh, It's at the Islanders at that ugly-ass arena out there in, uh, what's the name of the town it's in? Long uh, uh, what what is it? It's right across the street from the track, right? Belmont, Belmont. But it's not is Belmont. It? It's the other. It's Elmont. Elmont. Yeah. It's in Elmont because the track is in Belmont. Because that's not confusing. No. Not at all. Fucking Long Island. They got to keep it basic for the Long Island crowd. Yeah. Easily confused. The wish I were from New York's. Um, They're like carnies, yeah. small hands. Smell like cabbage. <laughs> but uh yeah, Rangers open up on Tuesday next week, the eleventh. Yep, the eleventh. Um, Excited. The day after Columbus Day, and uh hoping for a W against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dude, did we uh, just get canceled for uh saying Columbus Day? No, definitely not. Still we allowed we we allowed to do that? It's still called Columbus Day. It's Columbus uh, Day. Always be Columbus go- Day. Google Calendar tries to tell me it's not. Yeah, Indigenous Day. The federal government does. Indigenous Peoples Day. Hold on. Amazing. Hold on a second. Let's go to the time. Actually, no, it still says Columbus Day on mine. Does it? Oh, man, I got a it communist also, phone. It also yeah. does. It does say Indigenous Peoples Day underneath it, but it's written real. Yes. As an indigenous person, I'm all right with it being called Columbus Day. There you go. Considering the horse's the mouth, that, let's go. Considering the fact that at least half of my ancestors were on that boat. What, the Nina, see. the Pinter, or the uh, Santa Maria? We were on a little boat behind all three. <laughs> well, it was called the Pinche. Pinche. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. But, uh, but uh, we brought Big Tom on to talk about records. This year for Major League Baseball, lots and lots of uh, records being set, uh, milestones being met, 
And uh, we figured we asked Big Time on because he was alive when a lot of these records were set in the first place. <laughs> don't let don't uh, let the beard fool you. I mean, what? Let's go. He's more concerned about that eyebrow because it's it's going it's getting out it's getting away from you. Short escape. <laughs> it's breaking free, guy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Listen, I had a tough day today. Oh, uh, we're gonna start calling that left eyebrow Snake Blitzkin. Escape from New York. Escape from yeah, Tom's face. Escape from New York. Yeah, I, I'm just not Whoa. wearing leather pants. You you had a hard day today from what being retired? Yeah, listen, we we did a lot of uh, house cleaning. Then I had to go uh, pump out a pool. So so it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, I woke up, man. I spent about at least forty five minutes to an hour trying to figure out what not to do. And more than an hour. Yeah, my, my dad's doing that all the time. He's just like, yeah, man, I woke up and I was just like, so what do I not want to do today? Hmm. Listen, you know, you know what's great about being retired? You could say you're going to do something another day. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, listen, it's great. It's I great. Know. Retirement is great. You'll get there. Don't worry yeah. about it. You'll get I, there. I, I got a feeling we're all going to hit by an asteroid before I get to retirement. Or aliens will inv- invade. Well... Unless it's the day very day next day, day, right? I won't even be the guy. It's end in 12 years. Dude, ha- have you ever seen uh, Battle Los Angeles? No. no. Pretty I don't good. watch bad movies. It's a pretty good uh, – if, if you're in the military and you watch it, you're like, oh, my God, we actually do fight exactly like this. Whoever their freaking uh, advisor was is was spot on. That guy really served. <laughs> um, even if you're fighting uh, aliens, they, the tactics were like, wow, that's money right there. Anyway. Just like just like regular life, the staff sergeant walks into the office, signs his papers to get out, and they get invaded by aliens that day, and they tear up his papers like, you're going to work, guy. Come on. <laughs> I was out. I was out. <laughs> give me my papers. That's why you don't do anything until they give you that DD-214. You ain't free until you get it. That's it. That's why that kid oh, jumped out of that God. plane with that goldfish and his freaking stuff got in trouble because he didn't get his DD-214 for another week. Don't get me wrong. It was funny, but he did extra duty for a whole week because he jumped out of that plane with that goldfish inside the suit. Oh, my God. You guys see that? No. It was pretty funny. The guy was getting out of the Army, like, the next day, and he, he did an airborne operation with a goldfish. Ugh. And, and, and then he got, like, extra duty for, like, a week because he did that. Pretty, it was pretty, it's pretty baller. I'm not going to lie. Worth it. I'm gonna, I'll show it to you guys right now. I don't know what this guy's doing. He's talking for some reason. I don't know why, though. Oh, the original video. What is this garbage? Here you go, the news. The news will talk. Now, now to a fish. Make, make it in a, in a water, water bottle. So he put a freaking goldfish. With the 82nd Airborne out of Fort Bragg, decided he would be the, the only one to make good, good on his bet. bet. He, he said, said quote, I wanted, I wanted to make, make it awesome. awesome. Well, not, not only is it against, against the rules, it's also dangerous. So what was this punishment? A company grade, grade Article, Article 15, 15, which is basically a punishment without a court martial, and, and 12, 12 extra days of duty. They, they threatened to take his rank, rank but, but they, they did not. not. He, will he will now leave the Army May 20th. 20th. By the, By the way, will he make it? Made it. Tattersall said later that punishment could have been much worse, but if you're willing to do crime, you have to be willing to do the time. Amen. Oh, man.
Listen, I dude, mean, they actually delayed him getting out of the army so they could punish him for twelve days. That's sad. You, you know, everybody that was you know ruling on that was also like, ah, like this guy's pretty awesome though. Everybody definitely was like, that was freaking awesome. And but they were like, listen, you, you embarrassed us on TV. We, we have to do something now. I dude, so, it's... Hey, Nick, so for for the record book, was that the uh, first official uh, fish jump? I, I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> After I saw an elephant fly, I, I don't doubt anything anymore. There you go. Listen, if if NASA can send, like, monkeys and dogs into space, I think that guy can jump with his fish. Seriously. That fish was never in any danger. Stop it. Like, we carry water. None whatsoever. We carry water when we jump out of planes. I don't know if they know this. Oh, he has like that fish in his, in his Wasn't water that a bag. comfort fish? <laughs> Yeah. Actually, we jump out of planes with dogs that's strapped to us. But, oh, that's yeah, the right. fish crossing the line. Land sharks. They're not dogs. They're land sharks. Listen, <laughs> those dogs are terrifying. They'll destroy entire villages oh. by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is boop them on the nose, and they're the sweetest thing. <laughs> <laughs> but back to records in MLB. Let's do it. Uh, the big one. Was, what was that? I was going to say, let, let's start with the smaller one. Not that it's small uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Garrett Cole setting the strikeout record. For the Yankees, yes, yeah, uh, beating Ron Guidry. I, I like that's a great that's a great point to me. Great point to bring that up because let's ask your dad what it was like when Ron Guidry set that record back in like '76. The Louisiana Lightning. N- nobody threw like him. You know, listen, Nolan Ryan threw harder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you know what? He was the Gator. He was he was the greatest lefty for in in my time. For the Yankees. Great guy, great pitcher, good all-around guy in the clubhouse. And you know what? What he struck out, what, 18 in a row, you know, 18 in the game? Yep. You know, he, awesome, awesome. He, he he wasn't all bulked up or nothing. He, he was this little thin, skinny guy. If he was maybe 5'8", five, 5'9", five, at the most. And, and he just dominated, dominated. So that that season of dominance was 1978. Yes. Um, let, let me just throw this down. 248 strikeouts. That was the record for the Yankees, obviously broken by Garrett Cole yesterday. But that season, Louisiana, Louisiana Lightning, a.k.a. Gator, a.k.a. Ron Guidry, who was 5'11", 161 pounds. That, okay? that was pretty tall for, for, for that. I'm 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 five ten two hundred pounds for reference, and I don't think I'm a big man by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he won twenty five games with a one point seven four ERA and thirty five starts. He pitched two hundred and seventy three innings. All right, his WHIP that season was point nine four six. Do you want to sign that year? How many homers did he give up that year? That season, he gave up. Let me see, thirteen home runs. I, Cole gave up thirteen home runs and two starts. He started thirty-five games and he gave up thirteen home runs. Fifty-three he earned runs over thirty-five games. And and, and he and he, and he was a he was a number one that you can count on. So Cole, it, Cole's a great pitcher. You know what, strikeout guy. But you, you can't count on him. You don't know what, what's going to show up. Is he going to pitch a 10-strikeout gem? Or he's going to give up three homers and can't keep a lead? Ron Guidry, 
hands down, I'd take him over Cole any day. Well, I, I probably wouldn't take him today because he's like 70 years no. old. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You know what? In, in, in his year of 78 and Cole this year, Cole, I think Cole leads the league in home runs, giving up. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Uh, in 78, Ron Guidry did win the Cy Young Award. Yes, he did. Unanimously, right? When he won? Yes, unanimously. He won 100% of the vote. I'll take that, dude. I'll take a picture like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, again, I, I think uh, if I'm doing my math here correctly, and I probably am not because, you know, math is not my forte. Um, that's why I'm going to break out my handy-dandy calculator. He, he he pitched 273 innings, well, 273.2 innings that year over the course of 35 games. That's almost eight innings per game. That's almost eight innings per game. And he, and he eight innings per game, we're talking his whip was .946. Whip, for those of you who don't know, is walks plus hits divided by innings pitch. Basically, how many people you allow to get on base. Base. Uh, Per, per inning. Um, and he, he allowed less than one guy on base per inning for eight innings for a season, for 35 games. That's crazy. And what was he charged with? 53 runs? 53 runs over the course of 273 innings. It's insane. 273 divided by 53. He gave up like what? I can't. That's math. I can't do. Well, how how many home runs did he give up that year? He gave up thirteen. So, other than home runs, forty RBIs he gave up. Yeah, yeah. That's astonishing, dude. That's that's. It was. You know, it's really wild though. If you look at his previous season, he pitched well, but nothing. I, I guess spectacular, but he he, he was uh, a yeoman. The pre the, the previous season he was he was kind of he was kind of new, but that season in seventy eight he was already twenty seven, yeah, and he, that was only his fourth big league season. Epic, dude. That's just epic. But uh, Garrett Cole breaks the record yesterday uh, in a losing effort. Um, not I'm not going to put it on him. You know, the Yankees could have put up more runs. Um, yeah. But uh, and and, and it, again, it's not the point. You just at this at that juncture, you just want him to feel good, right? Um, but uh, this season we've seen Miguel Cabrera hit three thousand hits. That's a big deal. Yeah. I, I, just to put it into perspective, when Roberto Clemente made his three thousandth hit, he was the tenth man, I think, in the history of baseball to collect three thousand hits. Not. I don't know how many people, uh, you know, in that in that time, you know, at, at the time Roberto Clemente played baseball, um, but it was seven. It was seventy two was his final season. Right. I don't know how many people at that point had uh, played baseball collectively, but for only ten dudes to do it in at that point seventy two years of Major League Baseball or or sixty nine years of Major sure. League Baseball, it's amazing. So yeah. Miguel Cabrera at this point, you know, is that's a big deal. Three thousand hits is a lot. It's a lot of hits. Yeah. Did uh, Clemente? Did he get that uh, his last hit? Three thousand was yeah. against the Mets. Um, I don't recall who his last. It might have been. It may have been. 
Um, let's, let's ask Google. And who did he get off? Matlack, I think. He got it off of Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver, that's right. Tom Seaver. He got that's it off Tom right. Seaver. Tom Name Seaver. brand. That's great. Yeah, that's it. And then he that's died it. that winner, unfortunately. Yep. I just I finished it. Humanitarian uh, aid effort. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. <clears throat> um, But Miguel Cabrera collects his 3,000th hit this year. Only 33 hitters in the history of baseball have 3,000 hits or more. That's a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. I mean, if you're looking at baseball collectively, right, I think a team generally has, what, 12 hitters on it, right? Nine starters, an extra catcher, an extra middle infielder. So you have 12 or 13 hitters, right? Right. So if we're doing 12 or 13 hitters, let's say 13 for argument's sake, times 30 teams, that's 390 hitters per season. Only 33 in the history of baseball have ever gotten 3,000 hits. Like, I could probably Google search, like, how many hitters have, have played Major League Baseball? <laughs> you know, Honestly, it, it, I mean, the biggest thing is it's the number would be how many players have actually lasted long enough to even come close to come close, yeah. ha- having the ability to get 3,000 hits, you know? Having the at-bats enough to, even if you're a decent hitter hitting 270, let's say, to well, have I, enough I, to I see enough pitching, you but, gotta you gotta have a lasting career. Because you, you, I mean, in general, you need to at least be playing. I want to say eighteen years at the minimum, seventeen years. Man, how, yeah, how long did um? How long did uh? What's his name play? Who's that? Who you just talking about? Um, Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente. Like twenty one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. 21 years. And he got it on his, you know, his last season before he passed. So, I mean, it, it's not to, to be able to sustain 18. I don't know where I got 21 from. This math doesn't look great. That, that's his yeah. number. That was his jersey number, 21. No, I just, I was trying to minus 55 from 72, and I'm just not good at math. <laughs> it's 3,912. <laughs> But uh, there's the Major League Baseball closed in on 20,000 players uh, in 2021. Obviously, not all of those 20,000 players are, are hitters. But right. let's say, for argument's sake, it's half, right? Let's say, for argument's sake, it's half, and there's 10,000 hitters. 33 have gotten 3,000 uh, 3, hits out of 10,000 people. Like, that's nuts. 
Yeah. That's less than a percent. Well, you know, to, to, the 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 goal was to get two hundred hits at least a season. That's what these guys would look for. Two two twenty. Think about it like this. I mean, what do they say when you're playing? Even if you make college baseball D one, the chances of getting to the MLB is less than one percent. And then less than one percent of those guys are going to hit three thousand. You know, bear in mind, bear in mind, right? In a a baseball player, when you play baseball, it's not like playing football in America. You play football in America. Who do you compete with when you're in college? And then when you get to the pros, other Americans. You play baseball. You're not just going to graduate from college and go, oh, I'm going to go play professional baseball. You have to compete against the whole freaking world. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, they're, they're, they're going to sign a kid that plays the same position as you at a DR, Venezuela, and, and J- Japan. And, you know, it's, 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 it's tough, man. And that kid's been playing professionally since he's 16 or 15. Right. It's like Canadians playing hockey in Canada. They're playing pro at 16, juniors. Oh, dude, it's... Hockey in Canada, it's essentially, I mean, if if you got, they know when you're 12, 13. That's like the, the Bryce Harper situation where everybody knew Bryce Harper was going to be an MLB player, at, you know, when he's playing Little League. That's essentially the how it goes for hockey players in Canada. You start going to specialized schools. You start going to, uh, you know, uh, private schools that you're, you're practicing every day. Hockey is life and that's it. And you're essentially just, that's your, you, you're everything you do every morning when you wake up. That's your goal is to just make it to the NHL, and you're putting all the time and effort and work in since you're you know preteen essentially. So it, it's that, that that's not what ha- what's happening in baseball, especially in this country. Yeah, you'll well, go to some clinics. It happens in DR and yeah. Venezuela. That well, that's what I mean. That's it. That's all you listen. That's your yeah, that's you, your you know bread get, ticket essentially. Yeah, you'll get you'll get. Uh... Maybe 10, 10 months a year, at, you know, out of Florida, California. You Texas. know, you ain't going to get that on the East Coast. No. You know, you, you go to Latin America, they, they're playing all year round. I mean, we do get some good prospects out of the California Penal League, but. Giles Lemire says it in here. He was like, yeah, I got prospected when I was 12. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was playing. Dude, hockey's no joke. They they know They know from an early age, like, all right, this guy, he's got it. Like you, you can pick up on that. Like whatever it is, you just have it. And and it's because if you ever watch some of these guys play when they're kids, like look at videos of Sidney Crosby. He, he's got fucking hands better than some D one players at twelve years old. I mean, the way he's skating around people, it's it's essentially unfair because he's playing a different game than they are. They're playing a game for fun, and this guy's like, wait, are you guys taking the afternoon off, or are you guys really trying right now? You know, sometimes in in some of those instances, it's easier for the kid to play that way. Because he actually is having fun. He's not taking it seriously. Like he's he's having fun at a different thing. He enjoys looking good, doing things differently. Sometimes you'll see the most creativity out of the youngest players because they're younger and they'll they'll do creative crap, you know, like stuff oh, yeah. that you wouldn't normally try to do. I'll give an example in baseball, somebody like Omar Vizquel or Ozzie Smith with the defensive things that they did. Is probably because an older guy doesn't even try to do that. He doesn't even think to do that because it's not what you do. It's not the standard. It's not the cookie cutter. And kids don't think with a cookie cutter mindset. Kids think with, you know, the the free spirit. I don't have to color inside the lines mindset, and that's good. And uh, and sometimes it leads to like some amazing crap that we've never seen. Like no, of course, but that I mean that goes with 
that goes with just the fact that they're at such an advanced. I mean, at that age, when you're a young kid going through little league, you're most ninety nine percent or more are trying to focus on just doing the, the the basics right, just getting the the feel of the game and you know nowhere to go with the ball and do, just doing what you're you're supposed to do as a baseball player. And these guys have that shit down pat, and they're like, all right, you know what? Let's try a little something right now. That's let's got do you. a little. Let's let's do a little uh, glove flip between the legs to second base on this uh, double play. You never did that, T. No, I, I, honestly, I think the most impressive thing I did is I stole a, a one hopper up the middle, and as I turned to throw it to the shortstop, he was still standing at shortstop, and he looked at me. and goes, "I thought there was nowhere you're getting that ball." I'm like you, dick. That's not true. I've seen you tag somebody out, and you didn't even have the ball. <laughs> Dude, that was David Copperfield shit. Now you, was, now you don't, and that's why it, I call the magic. Man. I mean, I dude, it, listen. I mean, it was it was Angel Hernandez trying to pick up a couple extra bucks on the weekend, and he wasn't looking for the ball. No, you sold it well, man. You sold it. You got the Academy Award on that one. Absolutely, freaking Joe. Yo, well. throw it around, throw it around. I'm like, well, she shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tell you what, I ended up with that ball in center field, and I underhanded it to you like a rocket, laser rocket into your glove. You didn't even move your glove; it was like waist high, like oh yeah, like this, like. Dude, like, I had my back to the infield, you know. Blocked it very well. It's amazing that even the other team, not not a single person was like, "Wait a second, he's a phony." <laughs> <laughs> You're a phony. <laughs> Dude, we sold that perfectly. I literally went like this, and it shot out of my hand. I don't think I've ever thrown a ball that hard in my life. (laughs) That shit was great. Uh, Good times. But uh, so uh, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits. Congratulations to him. Uh, One of 33 in the history of the game. We're talking about 120 years at this point. 119 years. 1903 was the merger. But – since 1903, I, I, it's like 33 guys got 3,000 hits or more, and he's one. Yeah. That's amazing. Enough uh, players for like two rosters in the MLB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. It's just, it's just wild. Just absolutely wild. Like, And then, uh, of course, Albert Pujols has been followed around. Um, he hit his, what, seven, 703rd home run the other day? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tied Babe Ruth for second all-time in uh, RBI, I believe. Or he passed Babe Ruth, actually. He passed him, I believe he was right. Yeah, so congratulations to him. Um, Did you see the uh, the video going around uh, where essentially the Bat Boy comes out and switch, uh, Albert Pujol switches bats, and the Bat Boy gives him a different bat, and they're like, oh, cork bat maybe? It's like, you're really reaching. Like, you're really reaching. Come on. I do have to say that Albert has been struggling a lot over the course of the last few years. And this year he kind of rolled out of bed and hits twenty something home runs. Is it's it more though? Is is it more that he's just you know taking his final lap and he just you know doesn't give a shit? It's no pressure. Just go out there and have fun with it. I think maybe it might be the fact that he's comfortable back in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a handful of uh, pinch hit homers too. Yeah. But big. but it, it did I for the, for the casual fan it does look weird that he didn't hit more than 
17 home runs the previous one, two, three, four seasons. And this year he hit 24. Yeah, but again, it's the situation that he's in. I'm a dirty, filthy liar. Excuse me. He hit 24 this season, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He, no, you know what? Fuck it. He had 23 in 2019. 24 is all right. He just had a, he had like a, that's weird. I can't even do this math. A couple of extra mornings of Wheaties. Uh, So in 2020, he hit six. In 2021, he hit 17. And I guess that's where people are like, wait a second. He also got traded in between there. He was playing with uh, the Angels in 20. Um, Obviously, that was a shortened season. Yeah. And then 21, he got traded halfway through the season from the Angels to the Dodgers. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything fishy about it. Listen, Maybe in my youth. Seven homers from last year to this year. And uh, the shortened year, he had six uh, with the trade. You know, things happen. You know what? Mentally, he wasn't maybe ready. I think the DH helped him in the Amer- in the National League this year. Yeah. yeah. A lot of pitchers that were pitching in the National League previously – had to get used to now you have to pitch to nine guys and not eight guys or seven. And easy out. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting that anymore. So maybe that's what it was. You know what? Congratulations to Albert. Staying yes, on the sir. Cardinals. Staying on the Cardinals, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina set a a, a record uh for the most um the the long the most uh games together as a battery. Pitcher catcher, um, yeah. Yep. And uh it's 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 actually 18 seasons they played there 213 team wins yeah pretty sick warren spawn and del crandall for the braves and warren spawn's a name brand right there yeah dude that's a nice little uh wayne right in his own right you know it's a deep you know very good pitcher you know, held his own all these years, you know. And we've had good teams, bad teams, and, you know, he, he stayed steady. The one thing I, I kind of like uh, with Adam Wainwright was when he told everybody that he grooved in a pitch for Jeter at the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah was but he's, he's going to say that. Yeah, come on, because he got hit, he beat him. You know what I mean? No, nah, he actually did groove that ball in there. Derek Jeter yeah, but him. listen, it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. You know what? Come on. He tried to apologize afterwards. He was like, oh, I was just kidding. It was a joke. I didn't really do that. Yeah, you did. We all saw it. Actually, the guy who <laughs> – so speaking of home runs, Adam uh, – Adam, uh, Adam, Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run last night. Uh, and I got to be honest with you. I thought the pitcher grooved it in there. I don't think so. Me personally. No, they went I've, after I've him. Been, I've been watching the last 20, 22 games – uh, every at bat, and I will tell you, certain teams did not pitch, you know, judge to to hit, and let them hit it, and you know they kept the ball away. And Texas said they were going to go right after him, and you know what they did? He he had quite a few strikeouts in in this series. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, is that one pitch? It, it, it was it was a slider, and uh, he got it up, and he pulled it. I, I, it just to me the 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 location. It just looks like he he grooves it in there. It, I don't know. It just now nah, nah. a, a, a home run's a home run's a home run. If if YouTube ever wants to get on board with me, then because can, they don't like what you just said. I guess not. <laughs> I, I mean, 
you know, it, it was it's just it, the, 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 the slider was up. But listen, he threw him a fastball the pitch before, and it was, you know, swing and a miss. And then this pitch, you know, he just got the slider up a little high. No, nah, it looks like a front hip slider. He just didn't yeah. get enough bite on it. Yeah, he, he, he just hung it up. That's all. Yeah, good call from Michael K. Keys closed. Well, you, did you hear John Sterling's call? I absolutely did not hear John Sterling's call. I I presume John Sterling was asleep when it happened because you know he's ninety five years old and everything he has to say has like a hint of racism as well as familiarity <laughs> with it. Wow, I I gotta be honest with you. I thought his call was stellar compared to. Michael K. Let's let's try and find John. Michael Sterling. K. Sucks. John Sterling. Yeah, but call. you know what? John Sterling in his heyday was a very good announcer. John Sterling that, has a great voice. I will never say that he doesn't, but he's senile at this point, and he just sounds. No, what, listen, his time for the, the rest. Presents. There's. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blue culinary. Let's hear it. Here's, Here's the, the one, one one. Courtesy of New York Post. Aaron Judge hits his sixty second. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The, the babe, babe hitting 60 and 27. The, the Jolly Roger. Courtesy of WFAN 660, New York. And now Aaron Judge hits his 60 second home run, the, the most home runs any American League has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. Nah, way, way too much. Way too much. When I ask a question, though, how, how did Kay and Sterling give uh, the case closed uh, comment? Uh, because I would not be shocked that so, – so Michael Kay said it pretty quickly. Uh, John Sterling said it about 45 minutes later when he was done talking. Right. I would I would not be shocked if Kay said it and John Sterling's in the next booth over and heard him say case closed. I was like, ooh, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, well, when when uh, Judge hit sixty one, there was there was quite a few people saying that uh, Michael K just like went on too long and just should have let the moment play out. 
Well, I guess he did that on uh, yesterday because he didn't. He didn't. He just said case closed and then stopped talking. And that was it. Yep. John Sterling just went on for a forty-five minute diatribe. Like I'm pretty sure Aaron Judge was in the dugout. The next bat, Rizzo was already in the batter's box with the third pitch on him already. They took him out of the game by that time. John Sterling (laughs) yammering on in his senility. Yeah, but you know what? I, I liked his call. I, I, I'm not a fan of John Sterling. How, how, how ecstatic do you think uh, the dude that caught that ball is that they sat judge after that and then, like, the next game? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yes, the value continues to rise. There well, will they, be they, no 63. They said there's a, a, a $2 million, uh, auction guy put up $2 million. He said, I'll give you $2 million for the ball already. So I seen uh, a whole bunch of people were talking about it, and – they said that people like memorabilia people were buying tickets to the game and carrying $500,000 cash on hand to immediately run up and try to hand 500 grand cash free, you know, no tax, nothing, nothing. Here you go. Give me the ball for 500 grand. Just trying to tempt somebody for those balls. Once, you know, uh, he hit 60. So what about this guy right 61 here? And now 62. Dude, the guy that jumped and he was nowhere even close, like yeah, <laughs> that, he's definitely banned bad. from the stadium forever, and probably gonna have knee braces and be walking around like Forrest Gump in the I, beginning I, of the movie. I was just gonna tell you, he, he twisted his ankle so bad they had to carry him on a stretcher. <laughs> so, uh, so they actually, they actually, he actually walked out of the stadium without any issues. Yeah, they didn't think out of the stadium though. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah, they have to. Dude, that's that's no <laughs> joke. That was about what? That, that's about a 15, 20-foot drop. Oh, yeah. And that's concrete he's going on. It ain't going on grass and dirt. So so Matt says, not sure if it's true or not, but the guy who caught the ball works for like a billion-dollar company and doesn't care yes, about the Yes, he does. He, he's a broker. He's the VP for a broker, a broken house. Yeah, but you know what? I'm sure, he, I'm sure he wants money over fucking stupid, oh, uh, hey, take some pictures and autographs. And and a lot of people said, like, the Yankees need to be a little more serious with because everybody knows the value of it. Nobody's going to get duped into, like, you know, oh, hey, come here. You know, let, let's work it out. The team wants the ball, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to sell me with with tickets to a game or, you know, photos with Aaron Judge, dude. You, you got life-changing money there. And anybody, even, even somebody that's rich that can't use a free $2 million cash, even you're going to claim it and pay taxes on it, walk away with 1.2 mil. That, that's not chump change. That's not like, I mean, I think a, a, a drunken weekend in Vegas blowing $1.2 million, if that's what you want to do, is a little more special than a couple pictures and an autographs from Aaron Judge. I, uh, If it was me and I was that guy, I'd be like, listen, I want $2 million and I want season tickets for the rest of my life in good seats. Hell yeah. I think that's No, fair. you know what? Honestly, I would tell him I, would tell him I want the uh, – the the what's it called? Um, oh shit! What's his face from uh, City Slickers that got to play with the Yankees? I, I want that treatment. I want to be able, Billy Crystal. I want the Billy Crystal treatment. I, I want to be able to get a couple at bats in uh, spring training. I want you to treat me like part of the team. I don't care if everybody hates me. So Matt says Judge wants the ball too. So the Yanks better pony up. You know, my dad made a great point last night. He goes, "I want my two million dollars. If Aaron Judge is going to be the one to buy it from me." I want my $2 million to be a bonus attached to his salary. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, like, Aaron's not paying me $2 million. The Yankees are paying me $2 million through Aaron Judge. Yeah. And I get, uh, he, it, it, it'll help with the taxes. 
Dude, let's call it what it is. I mean, that ball is probably going to be worth more than $2 million. It really is. Uh, I think Conor McGregor's, uh, Conor McGregor, Conor McDavid's uh, rookie card, graded 10, uh, autographed rookie, just sold this year for like $350,000. It's a card that they made multiple of. It sold for three hundred. I've been sitting on mine for freaking two years. No, I robbed your house of that already. Sorry. Son of a bitch. Um, what's That's it called? It's worth $5 million. I'm not surprised. And it's just going to go up in value, dude. It's, dude, again, a graded 10 mint uh, Wayne Gretzky rookie card, I think right now holds the, the record for most. I think somebody paid over three or $4 million at auction for a, a, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. I'm pretty sure that does not hold the, it's not the most. I'm talking, not, listen, not Babe Ruth, not like the different, like, I mean, a mass produced card. Magna. I mean, a master's card, not something that only one exists or two exists. Only one exists or two exists today. When it was produced back in the day, it was mass produced. Right. Was, there, were, there were thousands around. Not not mass produced to the effect of even Wayne Gretzky when he played Conor, McGregor, uh, Conor McDavid's uh, rookie card, uh, mass produced, and uh, it still holds value. So the reason the Hannes Wagner card is so expensive is because it was sold in packs of cigarettes. Yes. And he was against smoking. And he was like, you better take my freaking picture off your cigarettes. So if you think more kids are buying freaking cards for freaking Connor McDavid than they were smoking cigarettes back in 1920, <laughs> you're fucking high, friend. Because your son would be smoking a pack of cigarettes right now getting that Honus Wagner card. Oh, yeah. Okay? i take up smoking right now if I can get a Honus Wagner card. And that hey, card listen, sold for $6.6 million. The, 6. 6 million. the joy of getting uh, to open up a Topps brand-new pack of baseball cards was that solid piece of gum that you had to chew for 40 minutes before it got soft. 40 One minutes? Time. That shit disappeared. Like, it was cardboard. I thought it was just paper. Nah. One, time, one time I bought a pack of cards from, like, 1985. Because at the, on, on at Fort Hamilton, they used to have a machine. And every so often, you'd look in there, and there'd be, like, a Tops or an Upper Deck card from, like, 1984. And it still had gum in it. And I chewed it, and it dissolved in my mouth. Oh, my God. Not for nothing. How messed up? I remember those machines, especially when we used to bowl, and we go to rap country lanes. Yeah. And the vending machine had the cards in there. It's like, how big of an F up is it that you're dropping cards from, like, two feet up? In the stupid thing, and now you're just banging up all my freaking corners. Again, I trading cards back then when we were kids weren't, you know, people weren't sending the PSA left and right like we are today. But still, it's like, funk. like, oh hey, I got a good card. Oh, it's bent now. Never mind. Oh, the Andy Pafco card. If you ever watched uh, Cop Out, the Andy Pafco. I'll see like how much the Andy Pafco card cost. Andy Pafko, who's a generally like kind of like a forgettable baseball player, I guess. Mm-hmm. His card goes for like two grand. Really? Yep. Because he's number one in a deck of cards. Really? Yeah. Right. So like back in the day when you bought a deck of cards, right? Uh, uh, cards came in cases. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was only X amount of players. Let's say 200 players. And every single player got labeled one, two, one, three, two, four, all the way through. Yep. All the way to 200. So if you wanted a complete set, you had to collect all 200 cards. Right. Andy Pafko for like 1953 or something like that, 52, was number one. And nobody ever kept number one because when you kept the cards, 
you'd keep your cards and you put a rubber band over the top of it. So the first card would always get fucked up. The rubber band going around the top of it every single day. Bop, 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 bop. So nobody had a mint condition Andy Pafco card. So if anybody wanted to complete their 1952 or 53 tops cards, they had to get that card in mint condition and nobody had it because it was all fucked up because of rubber bands. <laughs> they could put it in their fucking spokes and shit to make yeah. their, their bicycles sound like a fucking motorcycle and shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, look at Lou Gehrig's card getting found on dead bodies in the Goonies. Jesus. Your dad thought he was badass back in the day. I was. Back in 1952 when he was getting that Andy Pafco card. No, no, no. Not not that early. (laughs) Oh, he started collecting the year after. So so Aaron, Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. Um... Obviously, all three of us were alive when McGuire and Sosa were going at it in 98. Yeah, we all watched it. Um, obviously, we were alive when Bonds hit 73 in 2001. Mm-hmm. Where does this rate next to those? Like, How, how did you feel about I, I Honestly, the, the Sosa and McGuire one was really like a nail biter. It was riveting. It was good TV. It was great for baseball. Uh, it essentially – anybody that want, does wants to sit here – Again, we're going to go into the steroid argument. Uh, should these guys be in the Hall of Fame? Shouldn't they? That that Sosa McGuire, you know, situation that that battle that saved baseball after the lockout. It one hundred and ten percent brought fans back to baseball, and it brought more fans into baseball. It saved baseball. Bud Selig should be putting those guys in fucking the Hall. The fact that Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame and those guys aren't. Or it, it is just an atrocity. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody, everybody was okay with it. Okay, I'm not saying that they get a a free pass and what they did was right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. We could sit here and, and run down the gauntlet of like, oh, what about this situation and that situation? You know, what about amphetamines in baseball in the 70s? Uh, in the it, there's, yeah, there's always a caveat to everything. And I, do do I think? The judge situation is more special, knowing that he's doing it clean or what we can presume is clean. And I think it, it everybody is on that presumption because he's a monster of a human being. So I think if that dude did steroids, uh, the balls would be hitting people in right next to City Field. That'd it's be the most excitement they'd experience, I think, uh, this week. But I, I think it's it's bullshit. I think all these guys deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think MLB allowed it to happen. Everybody knew what was going on. But to, to try to sit here now, you know, 20 years later, 21 years later, and say, like, that wasn't exciting and that didn't mean the world to baseball at the time, and we all didn't tune in to watch Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa play, it, you're lying. You're being facetious. It was epic. You know what I mean? And does the steroids take away from it? I don't think it takes away from it enough to try to sit here and say that it wasn't amazing because it's still amazing. You can take your steroids all you want. You're not hitting a home run. The average person is not hitting a home run. Is it going to help you make the hit the ball farther? Sure, it is. You still got to battle that ball. And the fact that the both of them were battling it out to the end for that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I have to differ with you. Too bad. Sorry. Listen, listen. What was amazing was Hank Aaron off Al Downing. That was amazing. There were even TVs back then? What was more amazing was that those two white guys that jumped over the fence didn't hit him. 
I was more shocked club. about that crap. <laughs> and listen to me. And you know, everybody was terrified when those two white guys jumped over the fence and got near Hank Aaron. Everybody was like, oh, my God, we're going to witness a murder. Thank yep. God they only patted him on the back. Yep. Because do you know how many death threats he got? Hank Aaron Insane. got? If you're going to beat Babe Ruth's record, the death threats he got? Well, well, so did Roger Maris. Oh, no, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But you're talking uh, a, a white guy and a white guy. You're talking about a black guy back in, in, in that time. In Atlanta, the white man's record. That the, the you know the pressure was like unbearable. Just like I just want to point out, Babe Ruth being white is disputable. Huh? <laughs> Babe Ruth being a white man is disputable. It is, but I only had black and white, and he wasn't black then on TV. You know what I'm saying? But listen, not enough contrast. Judge, judge the the pressure that was mounting on him. Three games left, two games you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then, then if you didn't get it and just tied it, all, all the negativity that would have came out, oh, you had 18 games to hit three home runs and you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it, but it doesn't. you can't say that that takes away or, or, or dampens or, you know, does anything bad to that, that Sosa-McGuire run was just ridiculous. You know what? You know, TJ, you're right. It, it did bring baseball back from the lockout. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. But you know what? I, I I I can't I can't have these guys go into the Hall of Fame knowing that they they took stuff knowingly to enhance themselves. So you're I and we've had this conversation before, and you say you're a purist, so you don't want any anybody that could have been accused of steroids to be in the Hall of Fame. No, no. What I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying as a purist, you know what? They knew it. They knew it. You know, they baseball knew, what they knew it, but and I'm saying, so do you and, think and they belong in the hall of fame? A blind eye on it. Excuse me. Do you think they belong in the hall of fame? If they, if they want to put a special wing. That's not the question. Take, no asterisk. No, not. Do you, you, now, you don't think they belong in the baseball hall of fame? If, if Bond, listen, I told you bonds belonged in the hall of fame before he took that crap. Yeah, I agree. He was but, a silver slugger award winner multiple times at 165 pounds. No, but that's what I'm saying, son. But you know what? He didn't need that. And he I understand that, but no. to say as a purist, to say, all right, what about any any MLB pitcher that's in the Hall of Fame right now that could be accused of doctoring the ball or the spitter or putting a little extra pine tar in their hand or you, you know what I mean? It's it's horseshit. No, no. There's always gonna be a caveat. There's a difference. That that's gamesmanship. It's not, it's not gamesmanship. You're trying to get an edge, you're cheating. 
cheating. No, you're cheating. You can't. You cannot say you, if you're a purist. You cannot make an excuse for one or not the other. I'm a purist like that. I'm talking about with steroids, sticking a needle in your body. Well, to, to, to be fair, up. just because you do steroids, you still have to put in the work. It's not yeah, like you're putting the steroids and you're I, just like cranking out home runs. You listen, still got to go to the gym and work out. Listen, I understand that, Nick. And, and, and you know what? Steroids is not going to make you hit the ball. You have to hit the ball. But by you taking steroids, that gives you a 15, 20, 30, 40-foot edge on your fly ball to the warning track. Now you become a home run hitter. So yeah, how about my question is, what about the guys – what about the guys that took amphetamine so that they could play every day? I agree. They, you know what? They they took drugs, but but so, well, Mickey Mantle shouldn't be them. in the Hall of Fame. It didn't enhance their game. It just, of course it did. Stay up. Hold on, of hold course on. it did. No, it's awareness. It did. No, come on. Dude, why, 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 is, why, do, why is ADHD drugs banned in the MLB? Because it heightens your awareness. It helps yeah. you focus. Yeah, you're gonna sit there, and, and, and what are ADHD listen, medicines? They're all then, amphetamines. And then you're gonna talk about. Listen, I discussed it. With Doc Ellis threw a no hitter on fucking LSD. <laughs> you know what I mean? Babe Ruth, after after a, a, a ten hour drunk fest, comes in and hits two home runs. I, I'm sorry, I think baseball better when they're drunk. There's yes, there's always going to be there's always going to be a situation where somebody's going to say that's either fair or not fair. I can sit here and tell you every friggin' home run in Colorado was bullshit because it's not a home run anywhere else. That's not fair. Well, you can't, and we've had this wait, discussion no, no, before. No, no. You of course listen you can. To listen to me. You you're, you're playing with the confines of what where you play. You're I not, get it. Every home run at the Polo Grounds is bullshit. It's yeah, a two hundred and forty foot shot. Yeah, but TJ, you you got you got Yankee Stadium short porch. You got Fenway. The friggin' there's a the, there's the a difference between a short porch and the polo grounds being a joke but, where people could throw the that, ball from home plate over the fence. But that is that was the time, the era of where they played. Look at Yankee Stadium. You can hit a five. He was gonna lose him. That's why we lost him. He's gonna lie. He's gonna say something ridiculous. We lost him. I, there yeah, you go. He's back. Yeah, He's yeah, Blair Witching on us. But well, I don't know if you caught that. I said you in, in Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium, you can hit a 500-foot shot, and, and you can run and catch it if, if you're fast, or it's going to bounce into the monuments. It's not even going to hit the wall. I agree. And, and, so, and again, that, another that's caveat. Just, that, son, that's just the area we play in, in the, at, at that time. I get it, but you, there's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be a caveat. There's always going to be the and and we've discussed this. We've discussed this. If you ask me, what's worse for baseball and what's more of a cheat, taking steroids or the Houston Astros knowing if a breaking ball or a fastball is coming, any baseball oh, hitter will tell you horrible. if I know what pitch is coming. I will take that any day of the week over steroids. I will take that hungover. I will take that having the flu. If I know a fastball or a breaking ball is coming, that is the biggest cheat in the world. And I, those sons I of bitches don't you. have an asterisk next to their fucking World I, Series. It's bullshit. I agree. I agree with you, but this is the problem. Baseball let them get away with it. Because I agree. Why? Because the Players Association had the control. You, if you would have turned around and did what they did, just say like to the Black Sox, and, and, and suspended the whole team for a year, five years, whatever. They, they weren't going to allow that because that would have been a black eye to baseball beyond belief. So what do they do, TJ? They make the manager the scapegoat. They make the general yeah, manager the scapegoat. 
Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If Altuve, Altuve has a stellar next 10 years, right? Right. Stellar next 10 years. Hits 3,000 hits. You think he belongs in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Only because of the fact. Wait, wait. I, I, I understand what you're saying, son, but they cheated there as a team. And yeah, you're right. You know what? No, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame then. Let's if, say if, he hits three thousand and one hits. Three thousand and one hits. How many hits do you, how many how many hits do you think that he had knowledge of what pitch was coming or not no, coming? Because that. they weren't just doing that for one game. They weren't oh, doing I that know. in the playoffs. They, the they were doing year. it. They were doing it for the entire year at the right. minimum. So right. you're talking about maybe two hundred hits that should be taken away from the guy. Right. Right. I, I, I agree listen, with you. You don't belong in the Hall of Fame if he if well, he no, hits three thousand. No, listen, no. he can't get into the Hall of Fame anyway. There's a height requirement. No, it is no, true. We almost didn't no. make it as just fans. No, we, we, there's a disabilities act now, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a step stool ready for us so uh, we yeah. could read all the uh, plaques. No, but the thing is, it's horrible what they did. They 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 should have they should have banned that entire team, and it should have been an asterisk next to that World Series champion. Listen, they weren't going to take the championship away. They should have. They should a hundred percent, and you know what? That would have proved that baseball is trying to be on an up and up. But they didn't. They made this manager the scapegoat. They made the general manager the scapegoat, and they said, "Okay, that's enough." But you know what? Pitches lie. I'm sorry. I think those managers shouldn't have been suspended for a year. Those yes, managers and everybody in the front office, a part of it, should have been banned from baseball for right. life. If Pete Rose right. is banned for betting on baseball or betting on sports, and the right. guy is the greatest hitter to ever right. grace the plate, uh, at least statistically, okay, how can you have a manager that's willing to use technology to cheat, to go out of their way knowing that they're completely cheating the game of baseball and they're allowed to come back after a year? They should have been banned from baseball. Listen, how about you bringing up a, a kid pitcher and, and, and they know what he's throwing and they beat the crap out of him? And what happens? That kid goes back down to the minor leagues and never gets made again. To, think, to about, fair, think about what that happens. Brad, Brad Osmus was against the entire thing. You know, so, you could be against it no, if no. you didn't stop it. That's no, on going you. To, so far as to break the ca- the TVs that they were watching it on, it's just that the ownership told him to stop. Right. So I mean, at that point, you're the manager. Like, what do you do? You out your team like publicly? You'll yeah. never job again. You'll never get a job again. You know what? You you. But Nick, again, now you you have a young pitcher come up get get destroyed by them. I I understand that, and and, and now he doesn't but, come back up ever again. But you two are both fathers, and if it means losing your job because you're trying to be righteous and not putting food on the table for your wife and your kids, I mean, sorry, sorry, kid, you ain't getting the call back to the show again. If I had to throw in the gauntlet down, it's like, all right, my wife and my kids, or this fucking kid I never met before. Uh, I might go side with my wife right. and my kids too. Even, know, but but you do you think against it? Did you think he ever walked in that locker room and said, listen, this is the last time I'm going to break those fucking TVs? You guys do this, I'm outing you because no, you're ruining the integrity of the game and, and I the won't have it. The no, they, they shut the fuck up. They, they would fire. They, they would lose him somewhere. And then, he, then he'd have to come out and say something. That's if a hell of a lawsuit. If he goes against the Astros, right, the management, 
privately. They fire him. And then they're going to tell every other owner why they fired him. And they won't talk about it publicly. No, and that's it, when you that's when you out them to the MLB and, right. and you literally and you're still out of baseball for state your case to evidence and you got it doesn't matter, you get a ten million dollar lawsuit, you're getting your contract, you're getting at least your contracts money, if not more. Ten million dollars is not what you would have made over the course of your career when you're a young guy. Brad Ausmus isn't that old. And you write a book about how the Houston Astros are bags of shit. I wouldn't read that shit. I'd read that book every day. You don't even know how to read. You audible. Uh, I know how to read. Barely, but uh, we're getting off topic have, here. They would have pictures. We are getting off topic. They they would have pictures of the barrel, the bat, and how they hit it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Judge hits the home run. It sucked for. I had to go to work. I had an incident at work, and I had to run to work. And I, I actually, as soon as I got there, I turned my laptop on, and uh, well, the game started. And he hit the home run. My father calls me. My game. girlfriend calls me. What was that? I lost you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, I caught it. At, at, you know, and Michael K said it, and it kind of pissed me off. My dad is up from Florida, and I'm kind of ticked off because Michael K said it. He goes, "This is going to be the where were you, one of these where were you moments," and I was at fucking work. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I could have been with my pop. I think that where were you was is more. If you were at that game, more special. You know what I mean? No, nah, because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I missed David Cohn and David Wells' perfect games, both of them. My family took me out to dinner or some shit when I was a little kid, and I got home, and I caught the post game. And I was like, son of a bitch. I, lost, I missed two no-hitters, two perfect games. I'll never see this shit again. So given that Aaron Judge hit 62, at the end of the day, it's still a home run, right? I mean, they all count. They all have to mean something for it to get to 62. Would you say that uh, that's more of a where you moment than like Reggie Jackson hitting three home runs in three consecutive at-bats? I feel like that's more special. I feel like that's more part of baseball lore and history. Not at all. I I don't because we always see the video of the guy that broke the record. Always. I've seen Barry Bonds throw his hands up like this a thousand times hitting that home run. I've seen Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hug a thousand times. I've seen friggin', you know, uh, perfect game, the end of a perfect game or the end of a World Series a thousand times. But like him hitting that 60 second home run, you see, you'll, you'll see that forever now. You'll see that forever. For the rest of his career, you're going to see that. You'll see that on Yankee freaking uh, classics forever now. Forever. That's it, you know? Um, You'll it's see just, the, first, the first game of the. We gotta get my father better internet. I think he's got spectrum. <coughs> You're right, guy. Blink if you need help. <laughs> Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Uh, it's just, my internet's crapping out. I don't know what's going on. Stop right, you know what? It's it's because you have an iPhone. That's the problem. I think he's downloading too much midget porn. Listen, I mean, that's a real disease that affects a lot of Americans. Dwarfism? <laughs> porn <laughs> dwarfism. Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> 
But uh, now we got Brian Leach. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Hey, Brian Leach, how do you feel? Why do you look like you just got caught doing something illegal? I always get caught doing something illegal. You look like a perp. Actually, you look like Chunky Steven. No, I was. I I, I look like uh, somebody that actually has meat on their bones. You know, like a man build. Uh, unlike my little brother, poor kid. Fair enough. I don't know what's going on right now. We're doing a show and tell in my father's house with bad internet. <laughs> Sorry. Whose toy is that? That's mine. That's what you look, that's what you look like as a kid? <laughs> no, that, that's actually Dash from The Incredibles. Listen, good for Aaron Judge. It was a tremendous feat. Um, it's going to go down in history. It's going to spew on this argument of, well, you know, what's the real home run record and what counts and what doesn't count. And, it's an absolute tremendous feat for a tremendous season for him. Hopefully the Yankees can capitalize and use his momentum going into the playoffs and do something with it. Uh, I think the only the, – the next step, the next best thing to add on to this historic season is to then win a World Series with Aaron Judge and, you know, Hal Steinbrenner to stop being a penny-pinching bitch and give the guy whatever the hell he wants to keep him on this team. Show him the money! Stacks and stacks of cash. I because any, anything short of Aaron Judge staying here for the remainder of his career is not going to be met well with at least real Yankee fans. And I, I again, I said this this weekend to my cousins that are diehard Yankee fans. I said I will 110% blame you guys if you continue to show up to Yankee games and spend money in that stadium if the Yankees don't spend the money to keep Aaron Judge. Yeah, but the because, is they don't make money off of people going to the stadium. They make money off TV deals. That's why they're on Apple. But That's you know what? They should be embarrassed by people not showing up. You're right. You're right. But but unfortunately, it's not like football where if you don't go to the stadium, it's not on TV. Hey, right. I want to ask you a question about Judge. How how special is his year being that this is his walk year for free agency? That's baller. That's 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 big balls right there. When you walk into the season, they offer you a pretty lucrative deal, and you're like, nah. Nah. Exactly. And the season started, and everybody was just like, I bet you he wishes he took that deal now. And that just goes to show you the recency bias and, and people just being short-sighted on what exactly and how exactly long a baseball season is. Because like two weeks into the season, I don't think he had hit a home run yet. And everybody was sitting there going, I bet you he wishes he signed that deal now. 54 at-bats before his first home run. That's that's what ten games roughly. Yeah, roughly. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. He started off very slow. Good for him. And you know what? Absolutely. What What did Cuba uh, Good and Juden say? Show, Show me the money. the money. Yep. Absolutely, I agree. They better pay him. They better listen, pay him. Listen, I I don't think he'll walk. I do. I, I, I honestly think that there's going to be a couple of teams out there that are going to try and pry him away. I tell you right now, if the Dodgers offer him $430 million he's and the going. Yankees say we can only pay you three fifty, he's gone. He's gone. He's, he's gone. gone. 100%. Yeah. He's gone. How, how about San Diego, too? Dude, you got Soto, Machado, Judge. 
their their pitching staff is coming. Just in We're time for the, the playoffs. And I'm not going to say that they're going to go far, but you know what? You never know. The funniest thing I saw this weekend. The funniest thing I saw this weekend was Met fans sitting there in their misery, uh, tweeting at Steve Cohen, uh, uh, you better offer Judge $500 million to bring him over. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. You can bring everybody you want to bring in. They'll always turn out like Jason Bay, and you'll always turn out losing and fucking blowing it at the end. Sorry. It's the Mets way. Deal with it. Yeah. Hey, he he could be the second coming of Mo Vaughn. Yeah. But uh, I think he ends up with the Yankees or with the Giants, honestly. He grew up as a Giants fan. Big Giants. Giants are, they're looking for their next bonds. You know, that's that's what's going to bring you bring them notoriety and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, Listen, uh, the honestly, Giants bringing in somebody else that can put some balls in the water and have some people out there in kayaks. Why the hell not? Well, I mean, that's in left field. I mean, right field. And he's right field. Odds of him doing that are kind of. Yeah, slim. But you know what? It'll happen. He may do it on a, on a good day. He might be able to get one out. If the wind's blowing out. Blown out, sure. Um, But, uh, yeah, playoffs start, what, tomorrow? Day after tomorrow? Friday? Friday? Friday. Thursday or Friday, yeah. Tomorrow? No, what's today? The 5th? I think the 7th. So, uh, yeah, playoffs start. Yeah, wow, Friday. Yep. Friday, 7th, yeah. Yep, uh, we got the Rays the, against the Guardians, the Phillies against the Cardinals, the Mariners against the Blue Jays, and the Padres against the Mets. My money is on the Mets only because I saw these terrible, terrible video that these dirty, disgusting Padres fans made. And uh, because I saw it, I'm going to make you guys see it too. It was the most I, – I don't even know how to describe it. Disturbing? Yeah. Did they, did they go to Bobby Benia's house and beat him up? Wait, what's that? So did they show up at Bobby Benilla's house and beat him up? No, no. Watch this. This is you're, you're just gonna be very upset about this, TJ. Uh, just be prepared. I you are forewarned. You're going to be upset about this. Um, Slam Diego Love. San Diego. Love the Padres. San Diego. Love the Padres. Now, when we're both of them, that's enough of that. Um, I mean, this, this shit like this makes me really support white people getting beat up for no reason. <laughs> Disclaimer, TJ's white. So in case you're listening to this. On audio, I was a white man. I, I think everybody can get behind beating those two douche rockets up. I, I think I've, we can come together as a community of sports fans and just kick the living shit out of these two nerds. Like, what I, are you I, fucking doing I, with I, your I, life? Like, both of their fathers 
probably was like, oh, God, why didn't we have daughters? <laughs> they should just have what, – what's that guy, the trumpet guy for the Mets, the, the closer, that trumpet guy? They should yes. just have yes. trumpet to these two guys in a closed room all day. Oh, my God. Oh, that I need to take a fucking shower. I you know, feel dirty. You know how we talk about, you know, fans of, of teams that talk a lot of shit. You you get upset about Met fans with this, right? Padres fans got no legs to stand on with that yeah. bullshit. No. Zero. Especially talking shit to Dodgers fans. Like, stop. Listen, Tony Gwynn is gone. It's over. How did they turn Juan Soto into a bad player? Fact. Oh my God! But uh, you know what? Listen, the Padres are coming around. Listen, at at the end of the day, when people travel in droves to San Diego to visit a zoo overseeing your fucking team, you know your team ain't nothing. You know how I knew the Padres were trash when Ed Kroc, who made burgers and fries most popular food in America, couldn't turn their franchise around. (laughs) Ed Kroc made it popular. For you not to get service. Just want to point that out. Like the whole premise of McDonald's was like, you don't have a waiter to bring you your food. Get your own fucking food. Literally the premise of McDonald's. Get up and get your own damn food. (laughs) He made that work, but he couldn't make the Padres work. Listen, but he did he did land Steve Garvey. Did what with it? (laughs) Listen, Popeye Arms. You don't remember Popeye Arms? Oh wait, you were probably two. I don't think I was born yet. <laughs> Speaking I, I about born, I wish it. those two Padres fans weren't born. Jesus. Go back in time. You can kill one person. L- listen, I mean, you want to bring people together on a on, on a political view. I think everybody would get around abortion if we can late term abort those two fucks. <laughs> at this point, I think at this point it's called murder. No, I, I think uh, we could do little one time. Exception of policy, a yeah, yeah, definitely, a definitely. Like, like, there should be consequences to doing, like, making content like that. Not that we make the greatest content in the world, but like, if one, if somebody came out of the woodwork and Tanya Harding, one of those fucking people, oh my god, that that person would get a parade at least. We should have probably watched that video to the end. Somebody probably did come by with a pipe and crack one of them in the head. I hope, like, guys, they were walking off from fucking doing that. They were robbed. I, I hope the person that uploaded that video did it like out of a joke because they now have those two kids' phone. <laughs> and it's just taunting them. <laughs> it's so bad. That's it's so bad. That's the worst both, thing I've seen today. Both those kids got so many wedgies in high school. It's wedgies, swirlies. And high school, I, and you know what's crazy is that's that's like TV bullying. That's not uh, real bullying, but they probably actually had it happen to them. Uh, God, that that just that just ugh, ugh. that put you can't get it off me. I can't yeah. get it off me now. Yeah. It's like two girls, one cup. Worse, <laughs> way worse. Hey Nick, yeah. All I gotta say to you is, sweet dreams, son. You just ruined the country. <laughs> ugh. Jesus, Jack Nicholson, classic. <laughs> Listen, when, when, when they're trying to friggin' like, you know, recruit people to ISIS, they show that shit. Like, this is why we hate America. And everybody's like, 
It's fair. So, so my executive officer for my company is uh, he's British. Great guy. I like him a lot. Um, but obviously he's American now because he's an American. He's in the American military. But uh, but he's got a British accent because he was from England. You know, he got a scholarship in in America and decided to stick around. Um, and I saw something on Facebook the other day and said I just heard a British person call Oreos chocolate sandwich biscuits, and I finally understand why the Revolutionary War had to happen. <laughs> and I sent that to him. And I said, I need some clarity on if this is true. And he goes, it is true. Oh and I said, never call Oreos that in my presence, sir. I forget what the, the word is. You know what they are? I said, don't. I just sent him a picture of a Popeye's biscuit and, a, and Cookie Monster. I'm like, these uh. are, bis- these are co- cookies. Oreos are not biscuits. Damn you, British people. I forget what the word is. Like, I, I obviously it, it ruins the joke, but. Somebody posted, uh, somebody in Britain posted something like, uh, why in America do you use two L's in this word? And in Britain, we only, oh, no, sorry. Why in America you only have one L in this word? And in Britain, we use two. And somebody posted, well, we gave you that second L during the Revolutionary War. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew the word, dude. I was like, all right. Like, there's no coming back from that. You have to delete your well, account. I love our, I love our British friends, but uh, I still can't figure out how they spell jail. G A O L. And when you're reading it, you're just like, "Gal, he got locked up in the gal. What the hell is a gal?" I think that's a great place to end. That's our show for tonight. It should have ended five minutes before you showed me that video. I'm gonna have fucking nightmares <laughs> now. I'm calling out sick from work tomorrow. <laughs> I finally understand the need for a safe space. <laughs> Jesus. You need a comfort dog. Comfort dog. I fucking, I, I, I'm going to go inside and watch the Teletubbies and fucking paint rainbows or, you know, get some Bob Ross on there to get the feels back. You know what I mean? He's going to get in the shower. He's going to go in the shower and hug his knees. Yeah. Like the crying game, dude. Like uh, He's going to be God. in a fetal position. <laughs> what? Oh my God, that's worse than the Finkel's Einhorn situation. His, his wife's going to reach to touch him and he's going to shudder. Yeah. No. Oh. No. God, I mean, Jesus. But that's uh. us for Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm Nick. Room my night. <laughs> I got a little Tom and I got Big Tom tonight on the show. Big Tom, thanks for coming by. No I envy Rook floating in the Rio Grande right now. DJ, what, what was this? I love that line you said. You want these guys to fall down a never-ending uh, staircase? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for spending this time with us. We'll catch you again next week. Good night. Hopefully, uh, Rook can make an appearance. Thanks for being with <laughs> <Maybe>. us. <Tom. laughs> Good night. Uh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. 
From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.